Chapter 34 of Rational Theology, as taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, by John Andreas Widso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 34. Satisfaction with Daily Work. All must work. In defense, if for no other reason. Without some kind of labor, body and mind will deteriorate. Clearly, however, all cannot do the same work, unless each man does practically all the variety of work necessary for production of things necessary in his life, and a complex civilization of many needs, that would be impossible or wasteful. The great satisfaction of earth life is to be content with whatever work may come. Variety of Earthly Tasks In obedience to God's command, man must devote himself to the work of subduing the earth. This is no simple task, for the earth is an organism of many elements. Moreover, the needs of man are varied and manifold, to the satisfying of which the subjection of the earth is ordained. There is an endless variety of tasks for body and mind to be accomplished by the men and women of earth. These tasks differ greatly. Some concern themselves chiefly with the body, others chiefly with the mind, and yet others with both body and mind. Some deal with this, and other with that essential need. Some deal with this, and others with that necessary condition. The vocations of man are almost numberless. Much unhappiness has come to men because they have been obliged in life to follow one vocation when they would rather follow another. If a man thus be unhappy in his daily work, the whole of his life is akin to failure because he does not truly realize the possible joys of life. Occasionally the discontent is due to the unwillingness of the man to earn his bread in the sweat of his brow. This is due to ignorance. Earnest, sincere labor, requiring steady and full effort, is the source of many abiding joys. All work may be intelligent. If intelligence pervades all things, and if all things belong to the great plan, including the labors in which man lives and moves, then all tasks may and should be made intelligent and appealing to mind as well as to body. Rational as it is, it is, however, a relatively new thought that to every task, if properly illumined by knowledge, many forces of the mind may be applied. As man has gained added knowledge, this has become more and more evident. The fact that intelligence may be made to illuminate the so-called humbler tasks lifts much of the so-called curse from the labor of man. This is another reason for the education of man into an understanding of the full meaning of the necessary tasks of life. It justifies the support of research into all divisions of nature, and stamps with approval honest study and investigation of every kind. All kinds of work must be done. Full preparation for every kind of work is fully justified. Nothing Temporal God has never given a temporal commandment. All God's creative works are first spiritual, then temporal. That is, they were first begotten of the intelligent mind, and must represent some necessity in the great plan. Whatever, therefore, is brought into operation on earth for the good of man must represent great, eternal, spiritual realities. In conformity with this thought, every task, however apparently humble, however apparently remote from fundamental principles, has a spiritual counterpart, 
and is necessary for the completion of the plan under which man works it matters little therefore whether man devote his life to the tilling of the soil the making of shoes or the writing of books so that the work be well done all such tasks are proper dignified and necessary parts of the great plan and will lead man along the path of eternal progression this means that no matter to what work a man may give himself providing it is honourable and he do it with all his might he may rest secure that on the last great day the work will be transmuted into spiritual values and as such will be written into the eternal record the quality and not the kind of work is the final test of man's achievement man knows relatively little he accepts his part without knowing its meaning in the full economy of god's plan for his children wise is the man who spends his strength with a full heart in the accomplishment of the nearest work he will find his work transmuted into things glorious beyond his dreams more than that man need not wait long for the transmutation of his honest work strength comes to the man of honest and full endeavor irrespective of the kind of work and on this earth his efforts are transmuted into a great and noble joy all work is holy and well done will bring its own reward here and in the hereafter without question men should seek the work they think they love best or for which they are best fitted yet the majority of men can do most work in a satisfactory manner the work that we finally must do we should accept in the light of its eternal value subjection of self nevertheless to accept a place in society not always the place one desires to do well the work that is near at hand not always the work one wishes to love and to cherish the work and to forget oneself in the needs of others all that is not always easy such a life means a subjection of self which can be accomplished only if there is a clear understanding of the plan of salvation end of chapter thirty four